the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. But you, brethren, are not in darkness so that this day should overtake you as a thief. You are all sons of light and sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. We're watching for the Lord to come for his bride, the church. We're sober-minded. We're serious. We see what's going on in the world. We understand what's happening according to Scripture. Everybody knows what it's like to try and do anything in the dark. You can't see where things are or what's around you, so you end up constantly bumping into things and knocking things over. And if you're trying to find something that you're looking for, good luck. In today's message, Pastor Dan shows us how Scripture is the light we need in this dark world that we live in. As Christians, we see the things that are taking place in the world and then look to the Word of God to understand them. Now, here's Pastor Dan in the book of Joel, chapter 2, for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Lord, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you that it's alive and it's powerful and it's sharper than a two-edged sword. And we thank you, Lord, for how you use your word to minister to us and to conform us into the image of your son, Jesus. Lord, we ask that your Holy Spirit would be our teacher and we pray that you would open our eyes and our ears and our hearts to your word. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Joel was a prophet who ministered in the southern kingdom of Jerusalem. He likely lived in the southern kingdom of Judah. He likely lived in the city of Jerusalem. And the theme of the book of Joel is the day of the Lord. The day of the Lord. And remember, the day of the Lord is a technical term in the Bible that refers not to a single day, but a period of time In the future, when God will interrupt history to judge the world. And the day of the Lord includes the seven-year tribulation period, the second coming of Jesus Christ to the earth, the kingdom age or the millennial reign of Christ, the great white throne judgment, and then the creation of the new heaven and the new earth and the eternal state. All of that is part of the day of the Lord. And the day of the Lord is what Joel is focused on in this prophecy. It's important to note that the church will not be here on the earth for the day of the Lord. The church will be raptured to heaven before the day of the Lord begins. Praise the Lord for that, right? That we're not going to go through the tribulation period. 
If you want to turn with me over to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, kind of look at this together. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Now in chapter 4 of 1 Thessalonians, that's where the Apostle Paul describes what we call the rapture of the church, where the church believers are caught up to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord, therefore comfort one another with these words. And then going into chapter 5, Paul says, But concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you, for you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord, there's that phrase, the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. For when they say, notice they, when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them. Not us, not not the church, not believers. It comes upon them. There's going to be this false security that the world's going to have when the tribulation comes, when the day of the Lord begins, as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. We will escape. The church will escape the day of the Lord. But you, brethren, so now he's talking to believers, but you, brethren, are not in darkness so that this day should overtake you as a thief. You are all sons of light and sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. We're watching for the Lord to come for his bride, the church. We're sober minded. We're serious. We see what's going on in the world. We understand what's happening according to scripture. There's a sobriety. For those who sleep, sleep at night. Those who get drunk are drunk at night. But let us, believers, who are of the day, be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. Look at verse 9. For God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. God hasn't appointed us to go through the wrath that is to come on the earth, the day of the Lord, the time of tribulation. Now, go back to Joel chapter 2. And again, Joel's theme is the day of the Lord. The church will not be here for the tribulation part. We come back with the Lord at the end of the tribulation. So we're not going to be here when the day of the Lord begins. We'll be in heaven with Jesus Christ. In the Bible, the day of the Lord is most often used to describe the seven-year tribulation period, that period when God pours out his wrath and judgment on this rebellious world. In fact, in the Old Testament, the day of the Lord is the most commonly used name for the tribulation period. That's seven years of tribulation when God pours out his wrath and judgment upon this Christ-rejecting World, when he interrupts history and begins to judge the world. I want you to just listen to the description of the day of the Lord from the following verses to, you know, just to kind of understand what will be, what it will be like for those on the earth at that time. You don't have to turn there. You can just listen. Isaiah 13 says, Wail, for the day of the Lord is at hand. It will come as destruction from the Almighty. Behold, The day of the Lord comes, cruel, with both wrath and fierce anger, to lay the land desolate, and he will destroy its sinners from it. I will punish the world for its evil, 
and the wicked for their iniquity. I will halt the arrogance of the proud and will lay low the haughtiness of the terrible. And there's this from Zephaniah chapter one. The great day of the Lord is near. It is near and hastens quickly. The noise of the day of the Lord is bitter. There the mighty men shall cry out. The day is a day of wrath, a day of trouble and distress, a day of devastation and desolation, a day of darkness and gloominess, a day of clouds and thick darkness. I will bring distress upon men and they shall walk like blind men. They will not know what to do. The leaders won't know what to do during this time, during the day of the Lord, the tribulation that will come. They shall walk like blind men because they have sinned against the Lord. Their blood shall be poured out like dust and their flesh like refuse. Neither their silver nor their gold shall be able to deliver them in the day of the Lord's wrath. But the whole land shall be devoured by the fire of his jealousy. For he will make speedy riddance of all those who dwell in the land. In Second Peter chapter 3 verse 10. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Jesus said, For then there will be great tribulation, such as not been since the beginning of the world until this time, no, nor ever shall be. And unless those days were shortened, No flesh would be saved, but for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. The scriptures describe this period with words like wrath, judgment, indignation, trial, trouble, destruction, darkness, desolation, overturning, and punishment. But again, we're not going to be there. We're not going to be there. We'll be in heaven with Jesus. If you remember from chapter 1, in Joel's day, a great plague of locusts destroyed the land of Judah. And Joel's message to the people in that devastation was that this devastation is a picture or a foreshadowing of the day of the Lord that will come in the last days. It's a little foretaste Of the day of the Lord. Like Joel, we should always look at events in the world through the lens of Scripture and through the lens of end times prophecy, especially in the days that we are living in. Disasters in this world, plagues, pandemics, famines, wars, natural catastrophes, violence, and so on all serve as a warning of what's to come in this world during the tribulation period, in the day of the Lord. We've seen a dramatic increase in inflation, haven't we? And we've seen the price of just basic goods and gasoline and food skyrocket. And they continue to go up. Well, Revelation chapter 6 tells us that part of God's judgment during the tribulation will be hyperinflation on basic goods. That's the third seal judgment in the tribulation period. 
And so the increase in prices that we see is just a small foretaste of what will come during the tribulation. The Bible tells us another judgment of God during the tribulation will be famine. Jesus said that there will be famine. That will be part of the tribulation. He described it as the beginning of sorrows or labor pains that will increase with greater frequency and intensity the closer we get to the day of the Lord. And so famine will be part of the judgment of God during the tribulation period. Famine is simply a scarcity of goods. It's a scarcity of goods. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. During the tribulation, there will be a scarcity of goods that cannot be imagined. And we can go through many different examples and things that are happening in the world right now. To be clear, the things that are happening does not mean we're in the tribulation. We're not in the tribulation. The church is going to be taken to heaven before the tribulation begins. These things are all a foreshadowing of the tribulation and the day of the Lord. And they're a warning. They're a wake-up call to God's people and to the world. Just as the plague of locusts that devastated Judah in Joel's day, it was a foretaste of the day of the Lord. It was a wake-up call. It was an alarm. It was a warning. And now we come to chapter 2 of Joel. And in chapter 2, Joel continues with his description of the devastation caused by the locusts. And he continues to compare that devastation to the day of the Lord. He says in verse 1, Blow the trumpet in Zion and sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord is coming, for it is at hand. Joel says, blow the trumpet, sound the alarm. Numbers chapter 10, we're told that the priests blew the trumpet. That's why it says, sound the alarm in my holy mountain and the temple. The priests blew the trumpet. And the priests blew the trumpet to warn the people of approaching danger. And they blew the trumpet to call the people to assemble. And here in verse 1, the priests are commanded to blow the trumpet to sound the alarm, to warn the people. If you look down in verse 15, the priests will blow the trumpet to call the people to assemble. Now for us, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 says, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. 
The Lord Jesus Christ, our great high priest, will one day sound the trumpet and call us to assemble with him in heaven. Jesus could sound that trumpet at any time. Wouldn't that be great? Call us to assemble with him in heaven. And so for us, we're listening for a trumpet blast. We're listening for that call to assembly with the Lord in heaven. Recently, my family was on vacation and we were in Maine and we were staying in this little seaport town and we were staying in a place right on the harbor there. And, you know, it's long drive up to Maine. We drove up there and first morning we're staying in Maine. We're sleeping 630 in the morning. This loud blast, this horn. And I thought for a second, is it the trumpet? Is this it? Didn't expect it at 6.30 in the morning. It's going to come in an hour we don't expect. I sat up in bed and looked out the window and there was a ship passing by. and It was just blowing its horn just to wake us up and let us know it was passing by, I suppose. And I thought, is this going to happen every morning <laughs> at 6? Unfortunately, it didn't. It did happen other times, but it was, was not at 6.30 in the morning. But there's going to be a trumpet blast. And our high priest Jesus will call us to assemble with him in heaven. Joel tells the priest, blow the trumpet, sound the alarm, warn the people, the day of the Lord is coming, for it is at hand. You know, the Bible says that all of us that are believers in Jesus Christ, that we're all priests. We're all part of a royal priesthood. And as priests, we also should sound the alarm and warn people that the day of the Lord is coming. There is a time of judgment that is coming. And the only way to escape that judgment that will come is by faith in Jesus Christ. And so verse 2, it's a day of darkness and gloominess. A day of clouds and thick darkness. Like the morning clouds spread over the mountains or as the day dawns over the mountains. A people come, great and strong, the like of whom has never been, nor will there ever be any such after them, even for many successive generations. The day of the Lord is a day of darkness and gloominess, a day of clouds and thick darkness that will spread over all of the earth. As Joel is looking at this swarm of locusts that have spread over all of the land of Judah, and this swarm of locusts that were so thick they darkened the sky. The tribulation will be a dark time for the world. Will be a gloomy time. Isaiah chapter 8 verse 22 says, Then they will look to the earth and see trouble and darkness, gloom of anguish, and they will be driven into darkness. Zephaniah chapter 1 verse 15 says, That day is a day of wrath, a day of trouble and distress, a day of devastation and desolation. A day of darkness and gloominess, a day of clouds and thick darkness. Speaking of the tribulation. Verse 2 says the tribulation will be like no other time in the history of the world. A time like no generation has ever experienced. Jesus said there will be great tribulation such as not been since the beginning of the world until that time. And that's quite a statement when you consider that God has judged the world with a flood in the past. And Jesus says the tribulation is going to be even worse than Noah's flood. At least with Noah's flood, 
the world was destroyed in a few days. Tribulation is going to last seven years. So it's worse. Verse 3. A fire devours before them and behind them a flame burns. The land is like the Garden of Eden before them and behind them a desolate wilderness. Surely nothing shall escape them. Again, describing the devastation of the locusts upon the land. Remember the Romans called locusts burners of the land. Because the land looked as if it had been scorched by fire after the locusts passed through. He says a fire devours before them. The land looked like a desolate wilderness behind them, like a desert. And Joel is saying, this is how it will be in the day of the Lord. This is how it will be during the time of the tribulation. In Revelation chapter 8, we find what are called the trumpet judgments that will occur during the tribulation. And we're told in Revelation 8, the first trumpet judgment, in the first trumpet judgment, a third of the trees on the earth will be burned up and all of the green grass upon the earth will be burned. During the tribulation, the entire earth will look like a desolate wilderness. Verse 4, he goes on. Their appearance, he's describing the locusts now, their appearance is like the appearance of horses and like swift steeds, so they run. With a noise like chariots over mountaintops they leap, like the noise of a flaming fire that devours the stubble, like a strong people set in battle array. A judgment during the tribulation will spread throughout the earth swiftly, and there will be no escaping God's wrath during the tribulation. And not only that, Revelation 9 describes for us these demonic, locust-like creatures that will be released upon the earth during the tribulation to torment mankind. And the description of these demonic creatures is similar to the description here in Joel. I'll read it to you. Revelation chapter 9, beginning in verse 3. Then out of the smoke locusts came upon the earth. This is during the tribulation. And to them was given power, as the scorpions of the earth have power. They were commanded not to harm the grass of the earth or any green thing or any tree, but only those men who do not have the seal of God on their foreheads. And they were not given authority to kill them, but to torment them for five months. Their torment was like the torment of a scorpion when it strikes a man. Listen to this. In those days, during the tribulation, men will seek death and will not find it. They will desire to die and death will flee from them. People will want to die. They'll seek death. Attempt to kill themselves. But God, as part of his judgment, will not allow people to succeed at killing themselves. It says, the shape of the locust was like horses prepared for battle. On their heads were crowns of something like gold. You know, John's just describing what he sees. was something like gold. And their faces were like the faces of men. They had hair like women's hair. And their teeth were like lion's teeth. And they had breastplates like breastplates of iron. And the sound of their wings was like the sound of chariots with many horses running into battle. They had tails like scorpions and there were stings in their tails. Their power was to hurt men for five months. Listen, the tribulation is not something that anyone should want to go through or experience. He asked me how I know 
listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Currently, Pastor Dan is teaching through the book of Joel, chapter by chapter, verse by verse. After reading some of the passages in Joel, you might think he just stepped out of a horror movie. The images that come to mind are in some ways hard to visualize, but also sound really horrible. It's not something you want to be around for, and that's part of the purpose of this book. It's sent as a warning of what's to come. Many people may think that God's cruel and unfair for even enacting these type of events, but the truth is, God's giving a fair warning that He wants people to turn from their wicked ways and turn to Him for salvation. When people willfully reject His saving grace, consequences are bound to come. Do you understand what this saving grace means? If not, would you call us and get some more clarity on God's salvation? Our number is 410-491-4592. Once again, that number is 410-491-4592. We'd be happy to talk to you about this life-altering decision that will ultimately rescue you from the things talked about in the book of Joel. If you'd prefer to research what saving grace means on your own, Go to calvaryec.com and find out what we believe the Bible says under the About tab. You can email us too. Once again, that website is calvaryec.com. Join us for another edition of Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.